and welcome back to They Made Another One, where each week we study an often forgotten installment in a franchise and see how it holds up all on its own. I'm one of your hosts, Corey. And I'm your other host, Jerry. Oh, we got we got all the Jerry's in the chat. Oops, all Jerry's. Captain Crunch, you fucked up again, you dumb piece of shit. We're talking about everybody's favorite shape this week, and we're talking about everybody's favorite Jerry, I'm pretty sure. What shape is that, Liam? The shape of the hypercube. Oh, the fucking hypercube. If you can't tell, I got strong feelings about the hypercube. I don't need regular cubes anymore. I've transcended past the needs for basic 3D objects. Fuck them. No one needs them. And uh, don't even get me started on a flat shape. A 2D shape? Are you kidding me? Who needs them? Useless. If my geometry... <laughs> You're just... You didn't say anything, so I'm just going to keep talking. If my geometry cannot morph and shape itself into a big, sharp blender blade and cut up one of my various jerrys, I don't care what it can do. It's useless to me. (laughs) (laughs) How do you have nothing? You have nothing? You were doing so good, I just figured the longer I stayed quiet, <laughs> the more material you would churn out. <laughs> I was, I did that, so I just kept going, because I was like, yeah. oh, he's, he's, he's really tapped out after that whole Jerry bit. Yeah, he wants some more. No, you did, you did, you did great, that was awesome. Are we keeping that in? Like, I, I mean, I think we should definitely keep it in. I was doing it all for your input, it was a strong input. Now we're keeping this part in, too, fuck it. Um, anyway, uh, for anybody who didn't figure out based on whatever the hell that was, we are talking about Cube 2 Hypercube, which is was written as Cube Squared Hypercubed in the title. Oh, yeah, uh, it, it has to be. Yeah. I don't know if that's what happens if you square a cube. Like, I don't know if if that's real math. But as we all know, the Hypercube, a purely theoretical <laughs> concept. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, it's a theoretical it's, construct until it's real. It's, it's cube two colon hypercube. It would be different if it were cube two equals hypercube. That would be a different. That was title. A missed, honestly missed opportunity. It, it, that might be the first movie ever with an equal sign in its title. It no, it should have been for sure. Yeah. Like they they why not make the title an equation? That's all Damn, I'm saying. There needs, there needs to be a cube four at this point. Yeah, because the, so the can... third one fucks up the subtitle opportunity entirely. Yeah, cube yeah, I know. Zero. It's just, it... Lame. Nobody wants that. That's like the opposite of a hypercube. Uh, I would have preferred X cube series X. Oh, that was a good one, dude. Hell yeah. Thanks. You know what? I Timely. Because but... I would have preferred an X cube series S. Am I right, gamers? I'm lost. Hopefully you guys are getting this. <laughs> uh, there were a bunch of leaks and Xbox announced the Xbox Series S. That's it. That's the whole joke. Is that a new system or have they changed uh, it the is, name? It is a companion system to the Series X that has a cheaper price point and lower specs. But the, I guess the idea is like more people will buy it if it's way cheaper than the PS5. We don't need to Holy do... Holy shit. Yeah. So they're going to have like the Xbox Series X, which is like their PS5 equivalent, like their top of the line. And then they will have a lower spec console that is cheaper. That is that the first the time? Is that the first time a video game system has done that? Because that's like that's like a phone kind of thing. On, eh? on launch, as far as I'm aware, although I'm probably wrong. Although like the uh, there was the Xbox One X, there was the PlayStation Four Pro, 
and like most Ooh. consoles do get like iterations but i can't think of anything where at launch a system did that but we're not here to talk about the game well we are kind of here to talk about one gamer in particular <laughs> and several yeah, other yeah. people trapped in a hypercube um we're talking about cube 2 hypercube from 2002 uh, directed by, I'm just going to say Andre Sekula, which is probably not totally right. It's a Polish name and I'm bad. Um, he's actually best known as a cinematographer for work on things like American Psycho, Pulp Fiction, and Matthew Lillard's favorite film, Hackers, starring Matthew Lillard. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I had no idea. This guy ties into the podcast well. Oh, and he, yeah, and he's done like uh, a bunch of other Tarantino stuff from what I could tell. Uh, Liam, this movie was written by Sean Hood. Do you remember that name? No, not in the slightest. So he wrote a movie that we've done on the show. Which one do you think it is? Why would I... One that I would be... Ex- that I'm excited to talk about again. Oh my gosh, dude. It's important uh, to us. Wow. Uh, okay, I, I'm, my guess is that it's not one of the more horror ones. It would have to be like a more of a sci-fi band. I don't think he would jump Don't put, don't put Sean way. Hood in a corner. You don't know. <laughs> no, we put Sean, Sean Hood in the hypercube. I'll go with um, uh, Poison Ivy two, Halloween Resurrection. Oh, <laughs> ooh, I got chills. <laughs> That's a that is a good one. I I should have uh, guessed that. That's like it, same same time period. Yeah. Has the internet slant, sci-fi slant, same I vibe for sure. Once yeah. I once I realized that, like a couple things fell into place with Cube Two Hypercube. I think in a way that they hadn't previously. Um, the director also shot the movie. It was edited by Mark Sanders, and the music is by Norman Orenstein, who did the music for American Psycho Two. Which I oh, guess we have to do on this show. Yeah, I think that one is high up on our list chronologically in that I think we, we brought it up near the start of the show and we haven't gotten to it yet. But that, that's one that kind of always feels like it's it's been within arm's reach and yeah, it's it could been. come up any week. <laughs> any so yeah, we're, 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 we're coming for you. To. <laughs> Dude, we're fucking Randy today. We've got jokes. No, <laughs> <laughs> we got we got heaters. <laughs> fucking, we're out here. We're ready to rock and roll. Um, so this is a movie. It stars um Carrie Matchett. Uh, ooh, I don't know how to say this name. Oh man, Garrett Win Davies, Grace Lynn Kung, Neil Crone, Matthew Ferguson, Lindsay Connell, Greer Kent, Bruce Gray, Barbara Gordon, Andrew Scorer paul robbins and phil aiken that's everybody at any given time we've got approximately seven people in our core group in the hypercube i think it's what kate simon sasha jerry max and then julia so six. Oh, and then mrs paley so seven yeah and, that's like and the then jerry group. and then jerry and then jerry and then uh, a few off-screen jerry's we don't get and then several off-screen becky's as well <laughs> right yeah and at least one off-screen simon yes <laughs> this 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 is one of those movies that doesn't do all the work for you there's no, you stuff gotta, happening outside the frame you have to like uh draw out um like an english class style plot map <laughs> to really oh, get yeah. the depths of the intricacies 
that's that's absolutely right i mean that's that's what sean hood had to have done yeah and he's a a nobel laureate probably and uh the voice of a generation for sure absolutely the only thing this movie's missing is a uh, a window to kick somebody through <laughs> that's it a window in the cube <laughs> yeah i mean there's a lot of stuff in the cube you could put a window in the cube you there, can definitely put a there window are in the multiple cube. crystal based decapitations though yes yeah a whole <laughs> lot oh my gosh um so the plot of this movie is a bunch of people wake up inside a cube and there's a bunch of other cubes that are connected and they're inside of what is called a the math concept of a hypercube and what that means for uh, our gallant heroes is um, the laws of physics don't work in all of the rooms and uh, they've got a ticking clock element where they have to try to get out of the cube or else they're going to die or it's going to collapse in on itself. That's it. It's not really it's not really about the plot. It's about watching these characters learn more about their circumstances and each other and then try to get out of the out of the bad cube. Yeah, no, that's a good. That's a really good way to put it. That's a good starting point. It's a big bad cube, and nobody wants to be in there, and yet, everyone is. And there's a net of intrigue, of course, because what is a hypercube without intrigue? It may as well that's be a right. regular cube. No, yeah, the the title itself demands intrigue. That's why they put the subtitle in there. I guess that's the purpose of any given subtitle, isn't it? It's, it's supposed to, to give you so what demands intrigue. What does it mean when the subtitle is first? Is that like the intrigue is so great that they couldn't even wait? Yeah, the <laughs> intrigue is the intrigue is the point. Right. Like this isn't carry to the rage. This is about the rage. Carry to. Yeah, yeah, that you know that there's this gonna be some serious rage going on. <laughs> Blair Witch 2. This is Viva Rock Vegas, the Flintstones 2. Did they do that? No, I wish they had though. See, that that makes sense because I would call bullshit if they did. <laughs> there's very little Viva Rock Vegas in that movie. And there's far more Flintstones. That's right. So at least at least they were truthful in that regard. So, uh, Liam, do you want to talk about the boring shit that is a regular cube? And I don't mean the uh, shape, I mean the movie. I don't know if it's boring and shit, but a uh, regular cube certainly is to me now. Yeah, yeah, I'll talk about boring ass regular cube. Uh, regular <laughs> cube is a is a Canadian movie from 1997. Um, it's, I mean, sort of a similar premise, I guess, in that it does all take place in a cube. Um, these characters wake up in a cube, not knowing how they got there, who the other people are, and they got to try to figure out how to get out. Um, well, they. They don't have to do that, but they decide to do that <laughs> they because they want to. They society in the cube. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> there are men and women. It would work. Um, and the, the big differences between Cube and Cube 2 are the science fiction aspects, I would say, the hyperness of it all, the mathematics of it all. Um, that being said, the there is a whole of lot of... <laughs> there, there's a lot of <laughs> mathematics in, in the first Cube movie, but um, it doesn't r- relate to the premise so strongly in that movie because there's no uh time travel um things are just uh a bit there's there's a whole lot less explanation in the first cube movie and it's a much an element of quantum chaos that's right yeah and it's a much darker movie much like just like literally uh it's really dark the cube is not white um it's it feels a lot more claustrophobic probably because of the smaller budget 
Um, and it's just, it's a movie that, holy shit, man, this movie is like huge in my life. If I were to, if I were to write down like the 10 most influential movies in, in my, in my life and in making my movie tastes, this one would be right up there. I I found cube probably in late middle school or early high school. And the way I discovered it was, um, I think I was looking for movies that all took place in one location. Cause I love that shit. Um, yeah. Movies with a small cast of characters. Um, or I, maybe it might even be possible that I found cube. And then I realized I love that sort of thing they, they happened at pretty much the same time. Either way I watched cube and then I went on a huge binge of just watching any movie similar to it. And so when I checked out Cube, I was just absolutely blown away by the premise. I thought it was so, so cool. And it's just, it's the sort of movie that's like um, small enough and not talked about so much that I, I was like intrigued without even a subtitle being there. And like, it felt like the movie belonged to me. And whenever a friend would come over, I would show them Cube. I would be like, you guys have to see this Cube movie. It is so cool. You've never seen anything like it before. And uh, last week we talked about Tremors and we talked about how I really like Tremors, but, you know, Tremors was where it ended for me um, and I didn't check out the sequels. Cube transcended that dude the same way I went out and saw every movie similar to Cube, um, like Exam and Fermat's Room. Triangle. Um, Triangle is a sick movie. (laughs) Yeah. No, totally. I haven't seen that one. <laughs> but no, Triangle is totally is totally a similar movie. Wait, wait, um, is Triangle a real movie? Triangle is absolutely a real movie. Oh, I was joking. Yeah. Oh, and it it's a real ass, movie that Corey. you've seen? Many times. Is it a similar it's concept? All... Yeah, it takes place oh my on God. a ship. I was fully it takes joking. Place... That's awesome. It take... Yeah, it takes place on a ship. There's a bit of a time travel mind bendiness to it. Very small cast. And it's also a movie that I show to friends whenever I get the chance. So yeah, dude, I'll have you over. We'll watch Triangle sometime. Triangle in the original. <laughs> um, We're going to start running out of movies that you love real soon if we keep doing them every <laughs> single week. <laughs> um i had no so, idea this was the case dear listener yet again yeah yeah i, I swindled Corey, or maybe dude maybe every week but when we pick a sequel i just do a deep dive into the original <laughs> and i construct this past for myself you like could. a method actor i have no way to find out <laughs> that's true um so i i loved cube so much and the premise so much that i did what I didn't do for Tremors, and I watched every single sequel back to back, Cube Two and Cube Zero. I queued them up on like bootleg sites, cubed them up <laughs> because they weren't available anywhere. And I just probably watched like all three in one evening. Um, and so I have seen this whole series. Um, I've seen Cube many, many times. In fact, this was maybe the first movie for this podcast that I decided. I would double feature it and watch the original oh, again shit. Okay. Um, and watch the sequel right after. And this way I could show my girlfriend Cube because it's a movie that's popped into my head before. That's just, you know, if you're going to hang out with me, you got to see Cube. And so this, <laughs> this was the time to do it. And so we watched Cube together and then we followed it up with Cube 2. And before we get into Cube 2, I will say that when it comes to Cube, I have outgrown my unabashed love for it. Okay. There watching it this time around there's a lot of dialogue that is pretty cheesy um 
and the movie is just like a bit I've, I've become so familiar with the twists and turns that that it has that I don't have the same spark for it that I used to. And when that's the case, those uh, those dialogue sort of blunders um, and I think the 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 low budgetness of it in terms of um, the I guess the acting quality and also the fact that. Uh, I believe this is a debut movie, and if it's not, it really feels yeah, like it. Was, it. Uh, um, Bruce Cube is. Yeah, and, and and that stuff shines through. Like, it feels like one of the best student films you've ever seen, okay, I think. sure. Um, and so the premise is still super strong, and I still... I, I love the movie um, to death in that, like, I, I'm going to keep it close to me, but watching it this time around, it became clear to me that, like... I, I can't say it's a 10 out of 10 anymore um, because I think I've kind of, I've seen movies similar to it nowadays, like Triangle, and I've seen <laughs> movies that, that do a similar thing with a bit more meat on the bone, but also this is a Canadian small movie from 1997, and what it does with so little is really, really amazing. And so it's still a great movie um, and, and one that I hold dear, but after watching it this time around and and seeing that for the first time since high school which is probably the last time i saw it maybe early university i felt differently about it and so i was excited to check out cube 2 again because that's one that i only saw once right at the beginning of my love love of the cube franchise and so i realized that i'm a changed man now so cube 2 could go either way what was your memory about cube 2 before you watched it like in your mind was it something that you liked the first time it wasn't, but it wasn't something that I could remember exactly uh, the stuff that I didn't like about it. It was just, um, it didn't have the same mood as the first one. I knew that for sure. When I think of Cube 2, I think of white walls. I think of people who are in regular clothes as opposed to jumpsuits. Jumpsuits are a big thing in the original Cube, and in this movie, characters are wearing uh probably what they were wearing before they got put into the cube and so i remembered that i remembered that the the cube felt a bit bigger maybe because of the white walls and uh i remembered that it went a bit deeper into um the mechanics of the cube and time travel elements and uh um, maybe what it is that's operating the cube and so that stuff never it didn't really sit well with me please (laughs) that stuff didn't sit well with me in my memory but also um above all else it was just a movie that i had pretty much forgotten like i could remember a few of the images but i remember cube zero far more than i remember cube two cube two was cube two hypercube was just a movie that i passed through in my cube love and it did not stick with me okay at all really and so like a lot of these characters i saw them on screen i didn't even remember that they were in the movie and it's a small how cast. did you forget jerry i did remember There's jerry four jerry's fucking i remember jerry's, jerry's. <laughs> but Oops, simon jerry's. didn't remember simon uh didn't remember kate um yeah, a lot of this was new to me. That's good. Uh, I won't ask about Cube Zero just in case we do it on the show because it sounds now sure. it sounds ripe for the picking. So yeah, sure. I'll save that. Um, I feel cheated that I never saw Cube in one of my Canadian cinema courses. Yeah, that is that is pretty whack, actually. Um, because even though I say well, that Cube know. is, I don't know how distinctly Canadian it is, but please. 
Um, yeah, I guess in, in film classes, you see Canadian movies where it's like people on the streets of Quebec and stuff, but uh, Cube would definitely be a, a good Canadian film uh, just because it feels it feels like a Canadian movie in that, like, it looks shitty. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, it's weird. I mean, we're Canadian, so uh, it's easy for us to say this. I also think Canadian cinema is something that we've both studied, at least in some capacity, at like an academic level. So I'm prepared to put my uh, plant my flag on saying that a lot of Canadian cinema, at least the stuff that is curated for academic study, does have a vibe that is very consistent. Like, yes, across director, decades, subject matter. Um, there's a distinctly, uh, <laughs> there's a distinctly like the, the NFB funded this vibe. Yeah. And I would say that's in there in cube, man. I really would. Um, the, something about like the collection of actors and just like the way they talk and the way they behave, it feels very much like a, a like a, a, a script that was presented to the board of Canada, like a stage play. And they were like, yo, you just got to give us a bit of money. And we put a cube around these characters and he'll yeah. be sick. No, I get it for sure. I, I get the vibe. I haven't seen cube myself. Um, but it sounds like we'll get to it at some point, uh, because I have to, if I want to keep being your friend. So the pressure's on for me to eventually see cube. That's right. If I can't see cube, can I watch triangle twice? Because that will make a square. You can, especially because that's (laughs) one of those movies that necessitates having been watched twice. So at the very least to be my friend, you have to watch triangle twice, Watch triangle twice or cube once. That's right. Yeah. And and watching Cube Two and uh, Cube Zero does not add up to a cube. No. It doesn't count. Well, because yeah, like if you take the cube out of hypercube, because Cube Zero is just the lack of a cube, um, then all you are left with is the word hyper, <laughs> and that's nothing. Right, yeah. That's certainly not a cube. Yeah, not enough. That's not a shape at all. Actually, I would argue. Who's to say? Um, I had nothing going into this. I didn't know what the fuck it was going to be about other than probably people in a cube. I didn't know who was in it. I didn't know who made it. I didn't know what it was going to look like. I didn't know anything about anything when it came to cube Two hypercube. And I think that's very much the way it's worth being seen. I think even if you've seen cube, I'm willing to bet that there's enough going on in cube Two hypercube to make them feel like distinct experiences. Yeah, that's that's very true. And I would say that um, Cube is one of those movies that's great to know very little about going in. And watching Cube 2, Hyper Cube, I would say that, um, I mean, it also kind of relies on those twists and turns and big reveals, but it also comes pretty strongly off of Cube. I would say that um, it relies on knowing the basic idea of the cube in right. order to, to, be to fair, do that thing. it's a very basic idea yes it's, yeah, we put totally people right. in a room <laughs> and this time there are rooms connected to the room on all sides well that's that's in the original cube well there you go i didn't yeah. know that now i do i yes, was under yeah, the impression that... cube was a singular cube no man cube um there's a door on every side and these people just keep opening the doors and it's just another room with different lighting but other than that 16 it's or 17 jerry's in there playing fucking backgammon 
Yeah. <laughs> and so, so they start to realize that, that there are cubes on, on every side, every which way, no matter how many cubes they go through. And so they got to figure out what the heck's going on. Recursive cubes. Um, is this a Guinness world record? Should we put in, this is the most two people have ever said the word cube because we've got a lot of podcasts to go and we've said the word cube a lot. <laughs> It's true, but if there's any other podcast out there about any of the Cube movies, they probably come close, so we gotta try a bit harder. Cube, 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 Cube. Just start smashing the desk in, like, just the Cube rage. Um, Bill Nye the Cube guy. Cube, 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 Cube. Come on, (laughs) we gotta do the bit. Are we doing the bit or not? Jerry, 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 Jerry. Oh my gosh! Now we're just we're now we're doing uh, trashy talk shows from the late nineties. <laughs> Fucking Simon Grady, the knife man. <laughs> knife, knife, knife. Oh my god! <laughs> There's so many options with this bit. Um. Anyway, back to Cube Two Hypercube. I think I want to. You had said to me that you were worried about how this was gonna go. Why is that? Yeah, so Corey messaged me saying he had taken ample notes after, or at least during watching Cube 2. He was a yeah, bit during. into the movie, and he, and he had already taken so many notes. And yes, I said to him, I'm glad because I worried that we wouldn't have enough content because I watched this movie and I, I didn't feel like I had a whole lot to say, if I'm being honest with you. Okay, so is that you sort of putting, the, putting it all out there and saying that like it, it, this movie did not make a huge impression? Yeah, I would say that this movie uh, didn't make a huge impression the first time, and this time around, uh, I would say I outright disliked and uh, sort of disdained this movie. Um, I'm Liam? really, I'm really excited for next week because Liam. that means I'm gonna love it. But <laughs> um, it's happening. It's happening. Tell me all about it. I Corey. fucking love Convince Cube. <laughs> Holy shit. Cube 2 Hypercube. Cube 2 Hypercube. Um, so it's, we're here. We didn't, we didn't know when, the, when this day was going to come. Right? We knew there was going to be a day where the tables or the cube would turn. And um, you would finally just hate something. And disdain is basically hate. Um, and I would like it. And we're here. It happened. Damn, now where's our what? soundboard when we need it? <laughs> I mean, I can get it up. Um, for we keep talking about the soundboard. Basically, the problem is that the soundboard, uh, the way we're doing it right now, it makes my fan way too loud. It's too powerful. The soundboard is too good. Oh no! I just opened it up and all the buttons are gone. What happened to it? Are you fucking kidding me? Ah! Oh, what? Oh my god! Sorry, I'm realizing this on air that something happened and it broke. Um, I have to fix it. Anyway. Um, so I'm going to do a joke that's, uh, just going to be for the audience and me, uh, because I can't play it through the soundboard. So Liam cannot hear it, uh, which is, we do have a button in here that I didn't know if we were ever going to use it. Um, which is the Liam hates it button. So I'm just going to play that. I can't believe it's not working. I'm so upset. (laughs) Don't maniacally laugh. No, I'm laughing Liam at the Liam hates, hates it. it button as if I heard it. Oh, God. Uh, music started in my iTunes right away. That didn't go great. That was poor execution basically all around. Anyway, we're working Clancy on Clancy Brown, it. are you back? Clancy Brown is back. Liam hates something Corey likes. 
we just hit a button that Liam didn't get to hear that I didn't think we'd ever use, which I just found, which is the uh, the Liam hates something Corey likes button. Wow. I genuinely didn't think that was going to happen. I got the button made basically just in case. Like, yeah. I mean, we've 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 sort of approached the line before all the boys i loved before yeah but uh you cats don't, you don't really strongly negatively react to a lot of things i don't i don't feel like i feel like typically you're pretty like down for whatever even if True. you're not and, crazy about it like and yeah and here i'll i'll solidify my statement because i don't want you to get too excited because i would say something like blair witch 2 which yeah. I hated. Flintstones, which I hated. Right. Cats, which I hated. Yeah. I had a whole lot to say about why I hated those movies. This movie, I don't have very much to say besides, like, it's, I just don't like it. And so uh, I'd say this is more of me being a, a Corey, it's fine guy, except you less so. The Corey disdain. disdain. <laughs> That's a strong word. Like, I'm not trying to put too, point of, too fine a point on it just so I can keep using the button. But, like, disdain is not a weak adjective or verb. Is, is it the act of disdaining something? Whatever. Um, so, and I actually, maybe I should clarify my statement as well. This movie's got problems. <laughs> Don't yeah. get me wrong. However, I had a lot of fun. And I enjoyed it a lot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, is it the writing not spectacular some of it i think is just downright fucking hilarious some of it is not very good but i think the performances are strong in just the way they need to be there is just enough kind of weird twists and turns going on within a really intriguing concept it's basically just a fun and compelling idea executed in a mostly visually interesting way with suitably wild and composed performances and just enough twists to get to the letdown of an ending. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. Um but I had I had a ton of fun. Uh and I'm kind of surprised um cuz I do feel like this kind of this has shades of Halloween Resurrection at points. I think knowing that that's the guy who wrote it, I can see that it's the same person. Um, but there are definitely some bits in this movie that don't go over great. Um, so I can see of, of a set of circumstances wherein uh, it just is an annoying movie. Yeah, like this, this is Halloween resurrection without Michael Myers. Right. So like, I, I, I don't really want to watch that movie. No. The, the good parts about Halloween resurrection are like Michael Myers and <laughs> karate. Well, and maybe like, I don't want to put too many caveats on it because I did have fun and I did like my time with the movie and I'm going to stand by that. I loved the experience of watching Cube 2. But I mean, yeah, I get it. Like, I get what you're saying. Um, But I was just having too much fun with like weird, like Metal Gear Solid-esque punished Simon who has apparently managed to be in the cube so long that he his hair has turned gray in a way that it looks like he got covered in frost like he got stuck in a freezer too long and he's got like a, a like a fucked up eye and he's like taking people hostage and eats Jerry's to live and I'm just like hell fucking yeah dude this is great I don't know what the fuck's going on 
Yeah, I, I I did like that. That was pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> he found the freezer room in the cube. Yeah, he like, just got it, all cold. like, and it's weird because it doesn't make sense because I know that there's like parallel dimensions happening within the hypercube, but it doesn't make sense that only Simon found the one that kept him in there for like forty years or however long they're trying to make it seem like he was in there ten years, whatever, like. And he's just, what, sustaining himself off various Jerry's, like an infinite Jerry supply? Yeah, it's just... But he's I only got, movie... like, five watches. Yeah, that's totally right. <laughs> no, dude, I think my issue with the movie is that it's too dumb to be smart, but, like, it, it's, it's, it's trying to present smart, complex ideas, but... Um, I don't think it is. Not... <laughs> I, dude, I, think, I think this movie knows how dumb it is, for sure. Oh man, I got, I just really don't feel that way at all. I think this movie is trying hard. I don't think you have a room where two floating skeletons are in a sex pose and they're slowly spinning in a circle and you don't know that your movie's dumb as shit. <laughs> like, I just don't think you shoot that and you don't go, we're having fun here. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. And do you think... That also extends to Halloween Resurrection in that, like, they had Michael Myers get Buster Rhymed kicked out a window and they didn't know their and they did know their movie was dumb as shit. I think you have to. Right. Like that makes Halloween Resurrection so much more fascinating and ballsy that they were like took this franchise and they were like, let's fucking let's do it. Because to me, when I think of it, I think that like the the producers of the movie really thought seriously that Buster Rhymes could kick the shit out of Michael Myers and hang save on. the day. Hang on. Yeah. Buster Rhymes can kick the shit out of Michael Myers and save the day. That doesn't stop being true. It's just like, yeah, y- you made a dumb movie if Buster Rhymes is karate kicking your villain out of a window. <laughs> like, sorry, that's just what you did. That movie yeah, can absolutely. still be good. And But the thing is, you don't make that movie without realizing that that's what you're doing it's impossible i i don't i i can't i don't think i agree with that my man i think that in halloween resurrection they knew full well what was happening and i think here similarly they knew full well what was happening i just i think there's too many like dumb producers and writers in the world kevin smith has a really famous story where he talks about working with um the producer of uh, the movie Wild Wild West and the producer Who we of, recently uh, talked about. Yes. <laughs> and uh, the producer of a lot of um, like Batman. He was, he was going to be the producer of the Tim Burton Superman movie with Nicolas Cage. John Peters is his name. Okay. And uh, Kevin Smith tells this story about um, meeting with John Peters multiple times and John Peters just giving him the most ridiculous ideas for this Superman movie where... Uh, Superman fights off polar bears in the Fortress of Solitude. Sounds and tight. The, and the big bad in the movie is a giant spider. Also that, sounds tight. That that Superman has to beat up. And like, does it sound tight to Corey and I who like watching Michael Myers get kicked out a window? It does. Yeah. But John I would love Peters, to watch Nick Cage kick the shit out of a giant spider in a big ice cave. Yeah, but John, but John Peters, John Peters isn't pitching this to Kevin Smith as a dumb, funny thing that would be silly and cool and people would find joy in. He's pitching Man. it as polar bears symbolize Superman's. Uh, both of those things can be true. A, they can, they can both symbolize his past and be dumb as hell. 
Yeah, but to him, they're not dumb as hell. I think the caveat with Cube 2 Hypercube is that it was the it was the early 2000s. And I think just the cultural moment was one in which like self-awareness was kind of in. So I just I yeah, they had to know. They had to know that this is stupid. That doesn't mean it's bad, it doesn't mean it's not compelling, and it doesn't mean it's not interesting, but it is stupid. <laughs> I agree with you, it's very stupid. <laughs> it's very, very stupid. Um Yes, yeah, so we've got a few people uh in this cube. We've got Kate, who we learn later is a psychotherapist. She's basically the leader. Um or she's the protagonist, certainly. She's the leader of the hypercube gang. Yeah. She's one of the boxcar kids. <laughs> it's just her and a pack of Jerry's. The she fucking, the fucking uh, hypercube car kids. Um, Holy shit, that's a sick band name. I've been looking for one. If you guys type, if you guys type hypercube car kids into Spotify. Apple Music one day, yeah, and there's a result, just know that that's me. I, mean, I had Liam, some part you're, you're pretty good at coming up with like artist names, though. Yeah, but there can there can always be better ones. I mean, the fact that so many band names have been used already really bums me out, and so I'm always looking for just great band names that haven't been used yet. And oh, that come is on, you really guys! I wanted to be Nickelback. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you stupid pieces of shit. Like the fact the fact that Nickelback called themselves Nickelback or like ACDC called themselves ACDC before Hypercube Car Kids was ever used is <laughs> We're assuming is a that slight. there is not a Bandcamp page for Hypercube Car Kids already, which there may well be. That's true. Yeah, a lot of times you look these up and they have already been taken, so um, who knows. Anyway, I'm going to keep explaining the plot of the movie and the characters in it. Um, we have Sasha, who is, um, the Wikipedia page just says a blind teenager and professional computer hacker. <laughs> um, we've got Jerry, uh, who's just an engineer. Uh, he helped create the doors in the cube and, uh, he knows quantum physics. We've got Max, who is another computer hacker and a game dev. And we've got Julia, who is a lawyer, uh, and then a few other people, but honestly, who cares? And then Mrs. Paley. <laughs> what? Just for such a small cast, I would imagine they all matter. And then we they don't. About all no, of them. one of them is a dead guy who doesn't talk. One of them <laughs> is the guy from the very end of the movie. One of them is the colonel who barely talks. <laughs> like... I didn't realize those people were even worth a who cares mention. You go deep with these cast lists. Liam, it's like 14 people. I can put the whole list in front of me. <laughs> Holy man. <laughs> anyway, uh, Mrs. Paley, we learned, um, is a retired theoretical mathematician um, and a woman who has dementia or some kind of thing where she thinks she's in other places or like with other people. Um, and Simon, who was, uh, turns out is a PI, who is looking for a missing woman just can't believe that an old woman used to be able to be capable of difficult things when he learns that that was her job he is absolutely fucking incredulous about it and it mm -hmm. just doesn't make any sense at all and um as it turns out um just to cut to the chase so we can get into it um there is a weapons manufacturer called Izon, and all of the people in here 
have a tie to Aizen in some capacity, like whether it be very specific or very vague. And um, it turns out that Aizen has developed a hypercube, which is supposed to only be a theoretical concept that you cannot physically construct. And um, turns out, so it's not a, it's not a game show. Max thought it might have been a game show. It's not. And it's not like a kidnapping. Well, it is a kidnapping, but it's not like for ransom. They just put a bunch of people in here. And it seems that their goal is just to see if anybody can figure out how to get out. Pretty much. That is it. Yeah. It's just yeah, a bunch it, of people got put in a cube and we're going to see who gets out of the cube. Spoilers. Turns out Kate was in on it and was the one who was supposed to be able to get out of the cube. Seemingly. Because they seem at the end to very much be expecting Kate to be the one to get out of the cube. I'm talking about the ending now because the ending sucks a lot. The ending's really dumb. Uh, which is basically Kate figures out that the 60659 is the time at which the cube will like collapse. And she's the only one still alive. So she just gets out. And it turns out she was in on it and knew why it was happening. And then she dies. She gets shot by like the feds. I just think it's dumb that there was a set time at which something was going to happen. If there is infinite parallel dimensions seemingly stemming off of this hypercube, it doesn't make sense that in one of them, there was a watch that said what time it was. And that time is consistent. And if you made it living to that point, the cube could somehow recognize that and you would get out of the cube. Question mark. I don't know. The ending's bad but I had fun with the rest of it. Nice. Yeah. I, well, I agree with you that the ending is bad. Um, I think it just, I think it tries to explain too much and it doesn't have the chops to do that explanation. Um, and I, I have that issue with a whole lot of the movie. I think there's just too much going on, but there's not actually enough thought put into it. And, uh, and when it comes to just having fun with the, what little thought is put into it. Um, I guess, you know, I, like I, I definitely, I had those moments. I wasn't miserable watching this the entire time. It's just the movie is such a high concept movie that I, I expect more out of the actual, the plot and the ideas behind it. Um, Oh, I'm like the opposite for me. It's it's so high concept that I'm like, I don't care. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we can yeah, do whatever that, we that, want with this. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, but the, like the the hard sci-fi band, I'm just not into because I'm not really a sci-fi guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like the first cube because of the the creepiness of it and the horror of it. Like it's it's sort of um, uh, it's not Lovecraftian because like that's monsters and stuff. But I would say it's. It, it has that it has that um, that same idea of like the weird, the unexplainable, the uh, something that is uh, possibly otherworldly, but we can't even know because we can't explain it. Cube ex- uh, explains far less than this movie does. This movie really goes hard into the backstory. It kind of feels like a remake of Cube, um, one of those remakes where they feel a need to explain more, like Black Christmas 2006. Right. 
does a similar thing, which is a lot of people's problem with that movie. Um, yeah. Luckily, Corey and I had enough fun with all yeah. the stuff that's in there. Also, not to uh, push your but, bubble, a remake of Cube is in development, like a real remake of Cube. Ooh, as I, and see, I'm down for that. I really am. But uh, um, if the remake is like Cube 2, then it's just not for me. It also feels like a movie that I really hope we get to, uh, I mean, maybe even soon, just because I'm bringing it up now, and, and I'd want your thoughts as to how it relates to this movie, is the Blair Witch remake. Um, okay. and or sequel that came out a couple years ago by Adam Wingard. Uh, it does a bit more explaining about the what's going on in the Blair Witch Forest, and uh, it just feels like it's, it's hackneyed in there when um, not knowing is scarier, and if we are going to know, you've really got to know what you're trying to tell us, and uh, it doesn't feel like this movie uh, does. I feel like you're just reading too far into it. Like, I, I think, I just don't think this movie is trying to do as much as you think it's trying to do. Or it's not trying to do what you think it's failing at. Because at least when I watched it, it feels kind of self-aware to me. So, like, I, I, I can forgive really talking through, like, the theoretical side of the math and like people working it out because I enjoy watching people try to solve problems no matter how dumb it is. <laughs> because like you said earlier, this is like a kind of concept movie that you and I both really like, which is a small amount of people in like a singular location solving a problem. Um, so I'm able to just kind of enjoy the, the act of learning a little bit more gradually and figuring out what, the game is that is a foot even if it's kind of just dumb as shit which this kind of is because it doesn't really make any sense at any point why any of this would be happening but i feel like there's enough going on with the characters that just makes me think that the movie knows that and that it only includes those things because the concept the literal mathematical concept like not talking about the movie but just like what a hypercube is is complicated enough that they were like that would be a fun thing to just like throw some fucking dense ass shit in here just to sort of gum up the works a little bit um and yeah to your point aesthetically it seems very different this is a very like clinical movie it's very white and pristine and well lit and there's not a lot of mystery um well i mean there's plenty of mystery because like why does the hypercube break the laws of physics and generate death crystals um and how does the hypercube generate a hypercube that blends up Jerry? I have no idea. But um, I, I guess what it came down to is, for as dumb as it is, I just I just had a good time. Um, I don't think a lot of it plays great. Um, this very much is a movie from 2002, so some of it feels kind of like eye-rolly stupid. Um, or just kind of like needlessly... Uh, like needlessly punching down where it's like the joke is that a woman has dementia or it's like the joke is <laughs> some dumb shit like that. It's just like, that's not a joke. It's yeah. nothing like that's some real well, 2002 they're, shit. They're like, there's a point where uh, I think it's Simon is like, when is this woman going to knock this off? I'm really getting sick of this. Yeah. Uh, I'm really getting sick of this in, whole, in brackets this, this whole dementia thing. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's so stupid. Um, and then there is actually a good amount of just like weird one-off liners like that 
like when Jerry says a hypercube isn't supposed to be real, it's just the theoretical construct, and somebody just goes, "Oh, well, that makes me feel better." <laughs> just like there's a lot of just dumb shit like that. Um, there's the part where the dead guy wakes up breathing really suddenly for no reason, and then just seems to die again without saying anything. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty iconic. <laughs> Someone needs to gift that. It's that's so good. funny. And um, I don't know. I don't know, man. I just had fun. Well, like, obviously, a I lot had... of. Go ahead. There's a lot of 2002 visual effects in this movie uh, as well. Split screen. Well, like baby. honestly, I'd say split screens are in there, and then just like the the hypercube itself, and when it starts mutating. Yeah, and it feels like one of those off Resident Evil Holy movies. Shit. It feels like one of the yeah. early Resident Evil movies. Yeah, this is like a PlayStation Two game. Uh, this is yeah, it's 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 rough, when, rough visual effects. Because Sasha, who is blind, um, can like hear something coming, and then the visual representation of the first like laws of physics breaking thing, where it's just like that weird effect goes through the room, is some real proto Ari Aster fucking hereditary shit. And I was like, oh, nice. I I get what yeah. this is trying to communicate to me. Um, <laughs> I understand. But yeah, I don't know. I had a lot of fun just like writing down funny notes from this movie and just like doing dumb shit. Like I have a note, like there's a line where Simon finds like his second or third Jerry or something. And there's a quote where he's like, you mean me no harm? You're fucking hilarious, Jerry. And it's just like the way he fucking says it is so dumb, but it's so good. Yeah. You're Corey, Corey hilarious, had a... Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Corey had a good time mystery science theatering this this movie. Oh yeah, that's by basically himself. why I had fun. Yeah, totally. Um, Corey had fun because at the end of the movie, he was just like, "Damn, I'm funny." This was a, this was a good time well, learning. I'm, I'm, funny. I'm funny, but there is also just funny stuff in the movie. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I obviously sent you a few things that I do want to point out because I don't have a ton else to say about the movie itself, like. The, the performances are, like I said, suitable in that the characters that need to be grounded are, and the characters that get deranged, get deranged. And there's a couple middle-of-the-road folks, and that's basically it. There's not a lot going on. Um, oh, I did... <laughs> I forgot I sent you this. Uh, <laughs> here's just a good exchange. Um, <laughs> I sent... As I've said several times, Captain Crunch is out here like, oops, all Jerry's, which is still funny. And then Beverly Hills 90210, but it's Hypercube Alternate Reality 60659, to which you just said LOL. But then I said Beverly Hills by Weezer, but it's about the Hypercube. <laughs> <laughs> to which you replied, you are insane. Uh, so <laughs> I was like, hey, man, a lot can happen when you're inside the Cube 2 Hypercube. Um... I don't know. I just, yeah, I had fun writing down a lot of good shit. Um, like, oh my God, floating nightmare sex skeletons being shot in slow-mo. Ha 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 ha. I adore the commitment to that bit. Um, you, need, you need to post your screen caps of your notes in the replies when you tweet out this episode. Yeah, I will for sure. I wrote um, two suicidal generals hanging in parallel dimension cubes. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Nice. Which is so fucking stupid. But at a certain point, there is several suicidal hanging skeleton generals. Corey That's is just not true. lying. I'm not. Man. 
Uh, oh, oh my god, there's a third Jerry. Simon is just gonna keep killing various Jerry's. He's got the taste for Jerry blood. <laughs> because as they try to go into, like, different cubes, they gradually realize that there is, like, a parallel dimension aspect, and other versions of them exist in other places. Like, Simon watches his own head get chopped off by a weird mystery crystal, and, um, he starts just finding several Jerry's, and, um, he kills a man he kills a jerry and he doesn't think it counts i guess because he already met jerry so he doesn't think this is real jerry we don't know which one's real jerry simon you fucking murderer piece of shit fuck you but um he just starts killing jerry's and keeping their watches as trophies and he starts killing all the beckys and keeping their name tags as trophies <laughs> there is a point where somebody does just say out loud holy shit variable time speed rooms like that's a thing someone would just say which it is yeah yeah there's a there's a lot of stuff in that in this movie um like that where it's just like as if no one would it, say that as if that were something someone would just say <laughs> for christ's sake mrs paley this isn't a game <laughs> um i've got i don't want this to turn it as reading notes but i've also got um it's a tesseract so this is officially part of the mcu which is the marvel cubomatic universe oh my gosh maybe not my best work um to your point about the visuals and like the split screens and stuff, when we get the character bios and they like give us shots of like where they were and what they were doing before they got here, they all look and feel like the editing that you get in a Dateline episode. And I really liked it. Nice. Yeah, it, it absolutely does look like that. And I hated it. <laughs> um, why did you uh, maybe... hate it? Like, why did, like, what is it just like not what you wanted? Not that specifically. I mean, generally too, but like, I'm curious as to why these things were rubbing you the wrong way. Well, this movie is about, whether it's dumb or not, is about people stuck in a cube to hypercube, and they don't know how they got there. We don't know how they got there. And so to show a split screen of, like, B, basically B-roll stock footage <laughs> of, like, outside locations that they were ostensibly at beforehand, it doesn't provide anything narratively um, other than to cool. say, like... This per- I guess this person isn't lying that they walked down a staircase before they came here. <laughs> so it it's it's totally unnecessary, and I think it takes a whole lot of the tension and um, takes a whole lot of the um, I think what should be claustrophobia out of this movie that you're supposed to be in the cube in a cube to hypercube with these people <laughs> the entire time. Because you're seeing the outside world, and I think if you see the outside world in a movie like this, which you end up doing at the end of this movie, it should have like a narrative impact or a release. And so this just feels so dated and unnecessary uh, to have a split screen like that. It's just pointless, and I think it's too revealing because then you're taking some of the mystery away. You're saying, oh, these people actually... Uh, are telling the truth about where they were before this happened and it's just it's just so silly to me i guess i just love this sort of premise so much that i like i want it to be taken more seriously you want it to be handled in a particular way and as i've described based on notes like he got eaten by the math uh this movie's not doing that (laughs) yeah jerry jerry gets eaten by math basically yeah, yeah, and it, it's with 2002 effects, oh, low budget bad. 2002 effects, it looks and so it is so bad. I fucking and, love it. <laughs> and they just they spend so much time on it, and so yeah, like you... I can't, I can't see that scene and be like, 
the people that made this movie knew that that looked bad and dumb and they just linger on it because it's funny. Like, I think that they thought that that looked sick as hell. And it does that look sick as hell, but it also looks stupid and dumb. Oh, dude, it does not look sick as hell. <laughs> well, I mean, what do we mean when we say sick as hell? All right. If I if like, yeah, if I have some friends over and we're eating a bunch of pizza yeah. and we see that happen, yeah. we're going to laugh at the movie. But I don't think this movie wants us to laugh at it. And also, I think there's even though definitely frequent points where this movie wants you to laugh at it. God, yeah, maybe, man, maybe it's got fucking one liners. <laughs> Oh yeah, and, and uh, dude, I well, I got to chime in and say that I think the acting in this movie is absolutely abhorrent. And while <laughs> while I said that uh, in Cube the acting is also pretty bad, so a movie like this can totally still get by. But because this movie is like apparently just all about uh, um, <laughs> like having you have fun, yeah. and dumb fun with this movie, I found it um, charmingly bad. <laughs> Yeah, the the thing is that uh, with the acting so bad, the comic delivery isn't there. Um, oh, it is. It's st- just bad, which is good. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and it's like the opposite and- day. Welcome to the chaos realm, where all bad things are good. Apparently, yeah. And uh, and the none of this feels grounded in reality at all to me. <clears throat> it's literally um, not in reality. It's in a hypercube. But after, when the movie ends, we learn that this very much is yeah. in reality. In, the, in fact, the ending of the movie's bad. So. We learn that the movie is in reality long before that, when we get these dumbass split screens. Taking us to the not like this. <laughs> um, and so, right from the beginning, the, this movie where these people are trapped in a cube and they don't know who each other are and they've never seen anything like this before kick-ass premise well they have seen it before because jerry made the doors (laughs) the stakes just are not there at all like these people are way too casual about waking up in this cube room and and they just they meet up and they just start like talking to each other so that they're able to reveal things about each other and it all feels so like like you a said, movie the, would the do. Movie fe- like yeah, you said the movie feels clinical in the way it looks, but yeah, the way the characters interact is also so clinical. And while the acting in the first cube is bad, it doesn't feel that way. It very much feels like holy shit. This is the way. This is what people would be saying if they woke up in like this surrealist nightmare. And we don't get that in this movie. And um, well, Liam, it sounds like we gotta. Somebody has to come to your house. Yeah, with a mask on because COVID precautions. They need to hit you over the head with a comically large shovel, and we need to lock you in a in like an escape room because I imagine we don't have a cube just lying around, and we need to see how you react in reality to getting locked in a cube. I would bet that it would be far more similar <laughs> to how they react in the original cube. I wouldn't I wouldn't walk up to someone that I've never seen before in my life and be like, "Yo, this sort of reminds me of my Japanese animes," which is basically what happens in this movie. <laughs> Jerry's equivalent of Japanese anime is just complicated math. Yeah, yeah. This is just like one of my fucking theoretical physics books. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God three people in this room happen to know who the dead guy in the other room is. Oh my gosh, yeah, totally. But to be fair, these, this was a curated group of people to put in this cube. So, I mean, they knew who was, they knew what they were getting into. Um, I, I do get what you mean, because it's hard to take a movie seriously where somebody seemingly gets refracted to death as well. 
Like those mm-hmm. crystals just show up and they don't really do anything to her, but her like reflection gets bent and that seems to imply some kind of death happened. Um I did like like the Kate and Sasha kind of like navigating trials and tribulations when the group splits up. I don't know. I, I liked them together, that sort of dynamic that develops. But again, it's hard to take super seriously when the villain is a giant, sharp, malevolent hypercube. <laughs> Yeah. Like I yeah, man. I want to I don't disagree with some of what you're saying. Some of it I do disagree with, but not all of it. I think we just took it in two very different ways. Yeah, yeah, totally. And and normally it happens the other way because yeah. uh I like fun and uh Corey likes hatred. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's a that's the dynamic we've set up over a year of this show, so therefore that is reality. And um, yeah. I'm, we're definitely not playing heightened versions of ourselves. This is just ourselves. And that means I love hatred. Man, maybe it wouldn't have been so bad if I didn't double feature them. Honestly, because, I dude, think that was a factor oh, for sure. Like, holy there, hell, is it no total way, whiplash? Well, totally. But there's also no way that you don't watch a movie that you loved for a lot of your life and still enjoy and then watch a sequel with completely different goals basically because like like we're saying totally it's different like structurally it seems a little bit different even though the plot framework is the same and not have a weird time you know what i mean yeah but i gotta go back to like when i first watched cube 2 i was coming off one watch of cube um and I blew through it, and it did absolutely nothing for me. Um, even though I was like on the cube train at that point, I just wanted as much of that premise as I could get. And then stuff like uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the first time I saw that movie, I was so stoked. And so I watched Texas Chainsaw 2 after, which has very different goals. And I really loved that one. And like I love Black Christmas 2006. And so it is confusing to know that I'm the type that can have know. This fun with a exactly movie and not like the kind of thing you would have fun with. I'm flabbergasted. And and yeah, and because I don't think I put things on pedestals and like I, I was even more reminded about that yesterday when I watched Cube again and I realized, oh, I actually I don't dig this movie as much as I used to. Um, and so I was really ready to feel differently about Cube to Hypercube. Um, I'm sure you do, because last time it was forgettable and this time you basically hate it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but, you know, it was so long ago that I could have forgotten the way I feel. I mean, and, and now, like, I'm a much more careful movie watcher than I would have been in high school. So uh, it, it's hard to tell what my reaction yeah. exactly was. I do was, think but... the double feature factored in. I think that probably influenced your expectations, probably in some capacity, whether conscious or otherwise. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I am surprised the movie's not more violent. But, you know, somebody does also basically get blended by a big shape. So, oh, the music I genuinely like also. Um, That's something that hasn't come up yet. Uh, There's a lot of ambient kind of uh, synthetic music mixed with like weird um, flashes of like ambient, like new age music. Like you're getting kind of like very earthy kind of pan flutes and shit. Um, but it's all very kind of reserved and out of the way. Um, and that's the kind of music like I might just listen to casually, like in my day to day life. So I was into the music because it, um, it had an aesthetic sensibility that I liked. And I felt that when it comes up, cause it's not all the time, um, 
I always felt like it was adding something, but that's partially potentially just because I it's music I might like had I heard it away from the movie as well. Nice. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And and didn't you say that the dude who did the music for this also did the music for other movies we did? Um not I don't think he did music for movies we've done. Uh let me double check. Or movies we like, like other notable movies that aren't Cube 2 Hypercube. I talked about a few, but I don't know if it's anything we've done yet. No, he did Cube Zero, so you'll have heard other music of his. Um, It was American Psycho 2, and he also worked on Dexter, but I haven't seen Dexter. Um, All right, yeah. Have you seen George Romero's Diary of the Dead? No, but I've I've, I've heard heard, I've never even heard of this. Dude, I'm putting that on our list right now. Some of those Romero dead movies have to be on our list. Yeah, well, and as a... So I'm a big George Romero fan. However, I have not seen his zombie movies. Oh yeah, which has Any to be an anomaly. Yeah, Whoa. but I did. I, as you know, I think I don't know if you were in the class, but I definitely think you heard about it. Um, I wrote a whole uh like themed program about. George Romero's like non-zombie films. Convenient. Yeah, well yeah, like that's why I saw them all. So I saw like Martin and Night Riders and Creep Show and Monkey Shines and like shit like that. And so I, did you watch them all for like the for you, that? Initially the I watched all first? of them for that. The idea came first. Oh, got yeah. you. Okay. So um yeah, so I watched a bunch of his other stuff and I really like a lot of it. So yeah, that's like, all, Night that's Riders awesome is one you... of my favorite movies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, Corey loves Night Riders. I can attest that's his cube. He made me Have watch it. Have you seen it? it? You saw it, right? Yeah, we watched it together, yeah, dude. Okay, I, dude, I can't remember every time I've watched a movie with somebody. Um, <laughs> did you like it? I don't remember. You need to tell me. Yeah, I liked it. Nice. Yeah, no, I know. I did forget. Th- I forgot that we watched that, but um, yeah. So I'd be curious to do that. I, I guess this conversation no longer has anything to do with Cube Two Hypercube. So I think we're done Thank with that God. now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I would give it a, a hearty thumbs up. If you're looking to have a good time, if you want a mystery science some shit, Cube Two Hypercube. Fair enough. And I would say uh, the definition of disdain is the feeling that someone or something is unworthy of one's consideration or respect. I disdain this movie. That's fucking brutal. All joking aside, that might be the the most vicious takedown we've had of a movie to date. And it was very concise. Mic drop. Like, we clowned on, like, Book of Shadows and shit like that. Um, And we yelled and we got rowdy, but you were just fucking like a surgeon. <laughs> Dictionary. It was textbook. <laughs> yeah. It was literally textbook. And now, don't get me wrong. I dislike Book of Shadows more than this. Sure. But we all and do. I'll and I'll remember how much I dislike Book of Shadows. This is going to fade into my brain again. Uh, like at at the bottom of everything, like this is just a it's a movie that I will forget about and I I won't like, but I won't remember a whole lot about it. Uh, yeah. God, my again, that's it's not worthy of consideration. I'm not going to consider this movie again. It's yeah. going to go away. God, I keep finding weirder and weirder notes. Kate, you're gonna want to move before you get rust flattened. My name is oh, yeah. my name is stilted, and it's dialogue time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there was another on this page that just deeply confused me. I, for one, love laughing at the pants. 
What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is a note about Mrs. Paley laughing really hard when Jerry and Simon take off all their clothes and tie it together to create a rope so they can climb out of the cube. All right, yeah. You're already forgetting this movie, so we may as well just get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Who's Mrs. Paley again? Maybe I need to go to a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to free you from this prison where you have to talk about Cube 2 Hypercube. Yeah, and then the government will shoot me in the head. It's it's poetic, really. Um, but anyway, that was uh, that was another episode of They Made Another One. That was the Guinness World Record attempt for the most saying of the word cube in a single movie podcast. I'm willing to bet we probably have that record. And um, thank you all once again for listening to another episode of They Made Another One. You can find us all over the internet on Twitter at They Made Another, all one word, and on Letterboxd at TMAO. You can find episodes on Anchor, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Breaker, and everything else as They Made Another One. You can reach us via email at tmaopodcast at gmail.com with recommendations for future episodes, questions, comments, and whichever Jerry was your favorite. Our fantastic thumbnail art is done by Jade Dickinson. You can find on Instagram at Jade Sketches. Custom-made soundboard clips like the ones you heard earlier are courtesy of Jason DeLine. You can find on Instagram at DeLineMan. And once we figure out some technical stuff on our side, you will be hearing a lot more from him. Liam, where can people find you? You guys can find my film writing alter ego, Graham the Haunted Marshmallow, on Twitter and Letterboxd. My username is Graham the Mallow. And you can catch me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Mr. Corey Price. And with that out of the way, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get back in the cube. I'm gonna go think about the cube some more. Just live a cube life. You know what I mean? Just really get that cube <laughs> life going. I think the most thinking anyone can do about Cube Two Hypercube at this point is just reading Corey's notes. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm the preeminent scholar on Cube Two Hypercube, and <laughs> that's that's, it's where you can find insights, including but not limited to who is this fucking old lady? Yeah. And I think I think it it says a lot that all your notes, your most exhaustive notes about Cube Two Hypercube, world record for most exhaustive notes, are just making fun of Cube Two Hypercube. Yeah, I've got a note that just says, "Oh man, we've got a new Jerry, Deli Meat Jerry." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, she's a fucking whistleblower, and she escaped into where she didn't want to put people. LMAO! Oh my God, the twists are bananas. Yes, that was that was iconic. The the delivery too. Hey, just staring into the distance. Just, <laughs> so I went to the one place I knew they would never follow me. <laughs> the place I didn't want anyone to go. Um, last, I'll I'll leave on this note. Okay, everyone, calm down. No one has to be anyone's type. <laughs> Actually, the funnier note might be I need my Jerry trophies. But anyway, let's get out of here. We should have got Jerry on this We should have got Jerry. Uh, Thank you all once again for listening, and we will catch you here next week for more. They made another Jerry? Nice. I was hoping that was going to get a laugh, and it didn't. Oh, I figured because it was the last line, I would have to stifle. No, I wanted to put the laugh in there. (laughs) I would have just kept it in. This is all staying now, fuck.